are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is Rex. And here we are, another night with absolutely nothing to do and absolutely nothing to talk about. And that's that's it, folks. Um, I got nothing else well, to say. That's we, the show. That's the whole show. <laughs> Great. Thanks for Great. checking in, everybody. We we want to thank you for listening. Uh, we're gonna go back to <laughs> we're gonna go back to drinking and pulling pud, not together. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're just gonna go back to eating junk and watching rubbish. Um, <laughs> I was eating junk. I was. I was. I was about See, that's, a, that's how the show works. He's eating junk, and I'm watching rubbish. Let's just be fair. <laughs> Let's be fair. Um, I'm eating a carrot, but yeah, I was watching rubbish. So. Eat a carrot, you fat dumb. <laughs> that's exactly what. Every time I see a carrot and I go to eat it, I think of I think of Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Selling suit. What is it? A secret? <laughs> yes, I called him a fat bastard. What is it? A secret? <laughs> tell him to drop drop a couple of tons, the fat bastard. I meant to tell you. Do you know what the uh, so today? And I know I know we don't talk about sports, but this goes along with a lot of things you always talk about. So today was the stadium series in New Jersey, and what that is is they put up a hockey rink inside of a inside of a stadium, and they, in this case, it was uh, Giant Stadium here in New Jersey at the Meadowlands. And, uh, you know, that, so traditionally what the hockey teams do is, you know, when, when, when the Boston Bruins played in Fenway Park, they all wore like Red Sox jerseys. And, like they also wore like Boston Red Sox, like baseball jerseys. And cause it was a baseball stadium. It's the home of the Red Sox. Um, do you know, do you know what the devils wore today into the game in here in New Jersey? Yeah, I saw you say something guess. about it, but I didn't know what was going on. They all wore track suits with white tank tops and gold chains. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like literally, they. I was like, how? For my first thought was, how are they getting away with this? Like, <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think the um, Italian Defamation League is going to come after them. Anytime. They'd probably be like, look, we'd be angry, but I mean, you know, <laughs> they're all sitting. No, there you don't going to say. <laughs> yeah, every, every Italian in New Jersey is going to look at that and go, oh, oh. <laughs> Like, did you see what the Devils did today? Oh, there, there, there was an entire an entire state collectively looked at something and went, "Oh, oh!" I still did. say the funniest thing ever was when I was at a hockey game and somebody got checked into the boards, and I heard, "Oh!" <laughs> it's the best. It is the best. I I, I like the co- the compilation on YouTube from the Sopranos, the "Oh" compilation. <laughs> oh, I I you know I got to tell you, and I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but. There are some people out there that are just a treasure. And the people that make compilations on YouTube, like Riker sits down. <laughs> like the person who found every situation that Riker ever sat down in the next generation. Or the person who made a, who made a compilation of every time someone on The Sopranos said hua. Hua. And they yeah, even hua. they even inc- they even included Janice when Janice yeah. when Janice was like Daddy's little hua you know like they it's all there and I I'm pretty convinced they didn't miss one so I got 
uh, I ordered from a uh, a record label. Um, so I ordered for the so I, I tell you what, br- I, I'm going to bring this back to what you're talking about. But I wanted to say I ordered from this record label called Puke and Vomit Records. They do a lot of punk stuff, but the reason why is because a while back, like a long time ago, I was into this album by this band called Eugenic Death, and the album was called Under the Knife. Um, really cool thrash metal. Um, I tried to order it from the band. And I ordered it, and a month goes by, and another couple weeks go by, and finally I email, and I'm like, hey, you know, I, I, I ordered this, and I ordered a t-shirt. I just wanted to check, you know, maybe the order got lost, or I didn't know if they shipped it and it got lost. And the guy literally said, like, well, I'm, my wife's having, like, severe health problems. I'm not shipping anything. I'll refund your money. And I was, oh, my God, like, you know, I understand completely, you know, hope, you know, hope everything works out for you. So I, for some reason, this album popped back into my head and I can't find it for sale anymore. So I had I, I found one copy of it available from this Puke and Vomit Records um, record, you know, label slash shop. And I, I do have some of their other stuff like they, they released a bunch of punk albums. I think the DOA albums or something came out on that label um, that I have. So I've ordered from them before. But anyways, I, what, I, what I meant to tell you was they had a used copy of a Goat Hua album that I didn't have. And the only thing I could think of the whole time, I'm, I'm like looking at, you know, I finally got it in the mail and I'm like opening it up and I'm like, this should be one of Duff's favorite bands. Just so, just because he would, just so he could tell people, yeah, dude, I love Goat Hua. That's the only way I would pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. Goat Hua. I love By Goat way, you Hua. Know, <laughs> I, I, you want to know another compilation I want? What's that? I, I wouldn't, it's actually, I don't want it. I just, I'm, there probably, there is probably someone out there who is bored enough to do the Rob Zombie Yeah compilation. Oh, I don't know. That'd be like a seven-hour compilation. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they did a compilation of just him saying I, Yeah in songs. I did see a James Hetfield. Yeah, but the thing about Hetfield is the... I think it was the Yeah and Ooh compilation. Ooh. Even still, though, he doesn't do that as much in songs as he does... Well, like on the later live. albums, he does. Um... Whereas no, I think actually it wasn't the yeah compilation. It was the yeah compilation. Oh, okay, well, because like the the also difference is too. Rob Zombie puts the word yeah in his lyrics. Yeah, what about, what about yeah? I mean, it's, it's in the lyrics. Yeah. Hey, like, that and the, the lyrics, hey. And I'm like, wow, hey. you, you put the yeah in the. He he's also a big fan of hey. Hey, what about what about about yeah? What about about what about about hey? What about like that's like you know, a Rob Zombie lyric. Can I can I say though I. I always think of I, feed. I, you know what I always think, and I think this is the lyric, and I could be mistaken. I always think of feed the gods. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the I, lyric. I. What else could it be? I. You know, I gotta tell you, man. Is as as nineties as they were. White Zombie was cool, and that is a band that it just really sucks is not still around and will never happen again. And I don't care. How Rob Zombie, I don't care anything about what Rob Zombie has done in the last 30 years, well, not 30 yet, but close to it, years. And I don't mean I don't care about them. What I'm saying is you're never going to convince me that that's White Zombie because it just isn't. You know, Rob Zombie and his big hat and the shorts and the, like, the jumping thing you would do and John Tempest on drums and Sean and Jay and the just that that sound was so cool. And even even his first solo album, which was 
closer to being like white zombie. I'm sorry, it just wasn't. And I don't care if you sit down and tell me that Rob Zombie was 100% of what you heard on those al- on those white zombie albums, except for John Tempesta. I realized, okay, fine. But if you were to tell me, well, John Tempesta wasn't the drummer on the Sex of Christo. No, he, but he was on the he was Ivan on the second one. was. Yeah, no, I know he was. But he wasn't. He was, I'm talking on the second one. He was okay. Um, John well, Tempesta. Technically, it's like their fourth. But yeah. Well, what I know, I'm not counting their like noise albums before. Yeah. Um, uh, Make them die slowly it. and all of yeah, those. I'm not stuff, talking yeah. about those. But uh, what I like, 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 look. Let's be fair. Like Siamese Dream by the Smashing Pumpkins is really only two people. Um. Jimmy Chamberlain is the only person on that album other than Billy Corgan. Like Darcy, uh, Darcy and James Eha didn't play on it. Yeah, um, Darcy was off finding like you know they they. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I mean, okay, there is probably parts of the record that they're present on, but I'm pretty sure that Billy re-recorded anything that that um, that Darcy did on bass. And dude, if I'm slightly wrong, fine, but. 99% of that record is basically just Billy plus Jimmy Chamberlain. Well, so I guess Rob what I'm Zombie. Saying, I, I, all I'm saying is I don't care how much of White Zombie was just Rob. I don't care how much of it is, is attributed to him. When it stopped being White Zombie and started being Rob Zombie, it became a different thing. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just... There, White Zombie, and I don't even know how I got on this White Zombie thing. I don't know why. Something made me think of it. I don't the know hay in the air. So, oh, the hay in the air. There here, we go. Here's what's interesting, and I, I know you may have had other things, and we'll see if we get to well, those I have, things. I have nothing. No, I have nothing planned to well, talk about. So, that so this this is actually, and this is this is a record. This is a record. We are eleven, uh, roughly eleven minutes into the episode, and we may actually get to the topic. Like, wow. Wow. Well, we get to the to- Well, yeah, we're getting uh, to the topic because we didn't have one. A oh, heavy metal hangover you- first here. You, it you is. Kind of it is. We're approaching twelve minutes into the episode, and we're about to talk to start the topic. So, right, so, so I'm going to make sure we change the subject. Yeah, we got to make sure we change the subject and get completely off topic. So, right, right, right. so generally speaking, so what? What I was thinking oh. about today was, and and I'll, I'm going to start with Feed the Gods because I brought up Hey Yeah, Love you know, that song. and you brought up White Zombie. So that was off the Airhead soundtrack. That's the only place you're going to find it. And the one thing that you're talking about White Zombie and and. There's a couple songs that White Zombie did after Astro Creep that were soundtrack exclusive songs. So there was the one off of Escape from L.A. Yeah, there was, was Ratfink's Suicide Tanks and Cannibal Girls. I believe that's the title off of the Beavis and Butthead Do America soundtrack. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I haven't I haven't thought about that in a long time. There was yeah. Feed the Gods by uh, White Zombie off of the Airhead soundtrack. So those are the three that I can remember. Oh, oh, oh. There was the cover song of I'm Your Boogeyman off the Crow City of Angels was also White right, Zombie. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I remember so that. those I, are the well, ones I, I can remember. Now, too, but. they may have done... Oh, you know, they technically... I Am Hell. Was that before or after Astro Creep? Because like, they did I Am Hell off the Beavis and Bloodhead experience. I think that was before Astro Creep. I'm going to look it up. Uh, might have been before. Yeah, the sound sounds like it's before, like because it doesn't sound like. Yeah, it was it was it was from the, it was from before. So, but they they did I am hell off the Beavis and Butthead experience, and that was the only place to get it. So the one thing I was thinking about today was, you know, and we'll get back to White Zombie in a second because all of those songs I'd like to discuss at least a little bit. There was a lot of songs back in the day on soundtracks, and. That was at the time the only way to get them. Now, yes, I know subsequently they released a lot of compilations and box sets and greatest hits and everything else. 
But, you know, when it first came out, if you wanted to listen to Feed the Gods, The One, uh, I'm Your Boogeyman, you know, Ratfink, Suicide Tanks, and Cannibal Girls, uh, I Am Hell, you had to get those other albums. And I'll be honest with you, some of those songs on those soundtracks are my are some of my favorite well, songs by the bands. So let me, let me, let me, okay, so let, let's, let's phrase it this way. I, we have, we have, uh, let, let me, let me throw this out. We have talked about soundtracks as a, as a topic plenty of times. What we haven't really talked about is what you just mentioned, um, like songs from soundtracks that we really, really like, for example. Um, but you songs that were exclusive to soundtracks. Right, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm I love Cemetery Gates, and yes, it's on Demon Knight, but I but also could listen to it on Cowboys from Hell. Right, right. It was not an, ex- it was, and actually, it's not even the full song on right. Demon Knight, which has always kind of bugged me, um, because there was really no reason for it to be. My, my actual thought was that it was some weird record label thing, where by changing it somehow, it. Ch- I don't, I don't know. Um, I think that they use like a radio edit. Uh, so here's my question for you. You mentioned one to me earlier. Are there any songs by bands on soundtracks that are on one end or the other? Like like your favorite or let's be fair, one of your favorite songs by a band was exclusively on a soundtrack. Or vice versa. Like, you love this band, but holy crap, that they, they did a song and a soundtrack that just royally sucks. Like, so, the, I, I know you, I know the one, there's one you mentioned to me earlier that is an awesome, that's an awesome song, but I'm just curious. So, you know, I'll start by saying, um, um, let me look up something real quick. I want to, I want to get the, uh, uh, oh, that's it. Um, I'm gonna look. Up, I'm looking up something because, like, I came up. I literally like we we, spot, we came up. No, no. I'm saying we came up with this topic literally right before we hit the record button. So none of this is research. This is all off the cuff. So when you hear us like, oh, let me look it up. It's because I haven't listened to this soundtrack like in its entirety. In by the way, you know what? You know what actually made me think of this topic today? I got in the mail. I finally I got two soundtracks that I absolutely love, and I hadn't even thought about. And I mean, I've thought about songs off of them, but I haven't thought about the actual full soundtracks. Um, they're releasing a lot of the 90s soundtracks on vinyl. Like I got The Crow, which is one of my all time period favorite soundtracks, like through and through. Um, and today I actually got The Lost Highway and I got Natural Born Killers, which are two awesome soundtracks. Um, Lost Highway is a little weird. Um, but it's a David Lynch movie. If you know David Lynch, you understand that it's a little weird. Um, but it's got like Nine Inch Nails, Smashing Pumpkins, Marilyn Manson, Rams, Romstein's on it, like two yeah, songs yeah. by Romstein. Th- this, um, is a, this was one I hadn't thought about um, in a long time. Uh, that's a cool Smashing Pumpkin song, if I remember correctly. I. It's like back when they were doing. It's like af, well after Melancholy when they were doing their like uh, right. when they were doing their like more like electronic stuff. I just for, something in my head tells me that was I couldn't tell you what it sounds like. It's um, like starts off mind, with a weird like like sound some, like sound. something makes me think it was a cool song, but really it's not bad. It's really it's, it's, it's weird. It's been a long time, so um, and I could the, be totally wrong, and I could so, listen to it today and go that sucks. So like the the one thing I was thinking of was of course like you know off of those and I'm, I'm going to bring them up right now is. Is off of those soundtracks. The reason I bought them was two Nine Inch Nails songs. Burn is on La- is on um, um, Natural Born Killers. Yeah, it's not metal, but the Leonard Cohen song off that, The Future, is so awesome. 
Uh, it's such a great song. But then there's also on that song, uh, and I know you're going to cringe at this, but I, I, there's a band called Lard. Lard, for those of you who don't know. Uh, well, yeah. Um, I mean, actually, I have the album that that song is originally off, and it's an incredibly album. So you brought up the Patti Smith song, which I am not going to say the name of on the show. If, you, if you're interested, you can look it up. Um, in no way, shape or form am I going to say the name of that song because it has a word in the song that I don't feel comfortable saying, especially on anything that is, you know, I don't feel comfortable saying it. Um, no, well, you should, but, but the album, the album anyway. it's off of Easter is like an insanely good album by Patti Smith. I've bought it twice. I had no, an original I copy I inherited from my parents, which looked like it got dragged behind a truck because it was listened to so much. And I bought a new copy because I liked the album that much. So that's neither here nor there, but. Also, but Lard, going back to Lard, Lard is actually a, a band formed by Al Jurgensen of Ministry. And I know, I know, Duff, you're going to cringe at this. Jello Biafra yeah, from the Dead no, Kennedys. So the song Fork Boy off of that is so awesome. I mean, it's pure industrial. It's pure. Basically, picture like Psalm 69 era ministry, but Jello Biafra singing. Duff, right. I know you're like saying I have no, no interest I know, in I hearing that. Me, I know the song. But I, I mean, I love this. It's like one of my favorite. You want to talk about a favorite song? Like I've listened to a lot of Lard's other catalog, and a lot of it's cool. Fork Boy is probably in my top three of their of their songs. I love the song '70s Rock Must Die." I love the songs "The Power of Lard." You know, I I, well, I mean, I like Jello. Can I say something else about the soundtrack? Because I'm looking at the songs on the Natural Born uh, yeah. Natural Born Killer soundtrack, and it. I have a question, and you'll know. Like I don't know. I'm thinking of somebody specifically. I can't even think of her name, which is funny, but this, I'm pretty convinced that if you were alive in the nineties, you knew a bitchy girl who really liked L7. Uh, I, you know, the L7 song I could take her. Leave, well, no, it doesn't, but... it doesn't matter about the band. I'm saying everybody knew some girl who was a complete bitch. <laughs> Actually, who... a really good friend of mine who I really, really like is, uh, is going to see L7. <laughs> Oh no! No, plenty of people. It's that a were friend probably, of. It's a mutual friend of ours, actually. Plenty she of people. Lives in Erie. That, uh, plenty of normal people probably like them. I just mean, like, I think everybody knew some bitch, and and when they they're like, oh, let me guess, she listens to L seven because <laughs> I can. Uh, and nobody, it's not, it's not who. I don't even know. I don't know specifically who you're talking about, but I can guess, and it's not any of those people. <laughs> I I I I have somebody completely different in mind. Um, but it was just like if you were if you were if you were in high school in the nineties and you were a bitch, you liked L seven. I don't, I don't I don't I don't mean you know what I mean. I'm I mean it's I the same thing as it's the same thing as um um, um Bikini Kill was another one. Yeah, you know, it was um, one, one of those. So, but you know, but so anyways, I'm not going, saying going, if you back, like L7, going back to the topic. I don't I don't really want to talk about L seven. No, I don't know anything about them. No, and I all I was going to say is I'm them. not saying. If you like L7, you were a bitch in high school. I'm saying if you were a bitch in high school, you liked L7. Anyway, continue. So, but I mean, like, Fork Boy by Lard. Again, that's another one of my favorite songs. I don't think that ever came out on anything else. Burn by Nine Inch Nails is a, is an amazing Nine Inch Nails song. Yes, I don't know if I'd put it in my top ten, but it's a really good... It's actually a really good song. It's post-Downward It's post Downward Spiral, pre-Fragile, so it still has that, like, kind of sound. You know, I, I always love the sound. It's a song, like, I'm gonna burn that whole world down. You know, this world rejects me. This world threw me away. Yeah, yeah, think about Nine Inch Nails. I actually just listened to Pretty Hate Machine, Broken, and, I mean, Downward Spiral, I could play that album in my head. Like, I could literally hit play on the album Downward Spiral in my head and go through the entire album and not miss a note. I know that album so well. I, in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, I worshipped Trent Reznor. Like, I would, basically, I Nine Inch Nails, my the sun rose and set on Nine Inch Nails because 
from from my personal standpoint, I, and I liked other stuff. I liked Pantera. I like White Zombie. I like you know that kind of stuff. But Nine Inch Nails, you open up the, this lyric book to Nine Inch Nails, and even Broken, and in even some ways, a uh, 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 Pretty Hate Machine, and it literally felt like I was reading my own like thoughts. Like that that out al- those albums to me were like spoke to me in a way no other albums did. Now later on. Once I kind of got over my like teen angst a little bit and became more like confident, you know, got my confidence back up, you know, I was lifting weights, I was feeling confident, I was a goalie, I was playing hockey. Then it, you know, it turned in from that kind of like, I, I, you know, I don't like myself, I hate, I'm all depressed and sad to more of the Pantera like strength and pride and feel good about yourself. Like, and so I kind of transitioned out of that Nine Inch Nails realm into that Pantera realm. But to this day, Nine Inch Nails has a special place in my heart. And that song Burn is really, really cool. Um, but I'm so happy to have that on vinyl because the the nice thing about a soundtrack like this is it's got a bunch of stuff I would never listen to any other time. Like it's got a bunch of stuff on the soundtrack. Like I'm not going to go out and buy Leonard Cohen albums. I respect the man. I think he's a great, incredible musician. I think he's an incredible songwriter. Not my thing generally. And we always say on the show, you know, we don't like to poop on music. Like we don't like to say, "Oh, this is terrible. I don't like it." Yeah, we're, Just, we're not Vince McMahon. We're not trying. Yeah, to poop we're not on Vince things. McMahon. We're not trying to poop on things. But you know, I mean, I, Dwayne Eady's on this. I actually have a greatest hits by him. I mean, he's a great like old surf like rock guitar player. Um, but Leonard Cohen's "The Future" such an amazing song. But I'm no, I wouldn't go out and buy a Leonard Cohen album. Bob Dylan's on this. I don't generally like Bob Dylan. I, I don't like his voice. I, I think he's a great poet. I think he's a terrible singer. And Are you going to tell me that you don't have blonde on blonde? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's a high fidelity reference. I, but I I mean, the thing, the thing about to. Bob Dylan is he'll tell you he's a terrible singer. Actually, Bob Dylan wrote one of my favorite songs of all time. And actually, probably of every song ever written, the one that has the most meaning to me was written by Bob Dylan. Which is what? Um, Knocking on Heaven's Door. The Guns oh, and Roses version, yeah, yeah. which well, is written by Bob Dylan. But it was written by him, but the, per- the one you're, the one you're no, thinking no, no, of, though, was, was performed by Guns N' Roses. That's why I said. Yeah, written by Bob, written by Bob Dylan. One of my favorite songs of all time. Just, yeah, no, Bob I, Dylan. You gotta sing like this. You gotta sing. Everybody Bob might Dylan. get some. Yeah, uh, no. Um, you gotta sing like Bob Dylan. Yeah, he's the worst. Oh, he's the worst. But he's I, worst. I mean, look, I, I again. But anyway, so like, that's Natural Born Killer soundtrack. The one I really wanted to. And do you have anything to say about it? I don't want to cut you off. No, no, no. no so the one right. I wanted to get to that was interesting, and this is when I started talking about, and we kind of switched gears was uh, Escape from L.A. And by the way, the movie, first of all, it's got Kurt Russell in it, so you shut your mouth if you want to crap on Escape from L.A. I don't care what kind of movie it is. It's got Kurt Russell in it. I remember how big the soundtrack was. Dude, Kurt Russell is is a national treasure. That that guy is, like, him and Bill Paxton before he died were, like, the two, just, like, they could, they, seriously, Kurt Russell could film a movie of himself sitting there eating cereal in the morning, reading the newspaper, and I'd pay to see it. Uh, he's awesome. Like, I mean, dude, he was Snake Plissken. He was Snake Plissken. He was the he was McCready from the Thing. He was uh, he was uh, uh, oh, Jack Jack Burton from um, um, Big Trouble in Little Chinatown. Um, he was in he was in Overboard. <laughs> dude, Overboard. Dude, when when he tells her, but to, when when he looks at her and goes, "Calm down, love chop." That is my. When he calls her love chop, that is my favorite line of that whole movie. If you've but, never, by the way, I'm sorry. If you've never seen Overboard, that movie absolutely rules. But do you know what his? Do you know? Do you know what he was? Simmer down, love chop. D- do you know who he was? 
he was Santa Cash Claus. in Tango and Cash. Oh well, yeah. It's also Santa Tango Claus. and Cash is the best worst movie ever made. Um, I could watch Tango and Cash any day of the week. Man, what, so, what I lo- what I love about this soundtrack is how it's '90s in a soundtrack. Oh, it is. But what I was going to bring up is it has two of my is two of the questions. The reason I wanted to bring up this soundtrack is because it has two. It answers two of your questions. Yeah. So Ministry is one of those bands I have a love hate relationship with, yeah. and I'm going to see them in September. So I do like them. I do love Psalm 69. is awesome. Right. They have some great things on. A mind is a terrible thing to taste. They have some good things on. You know, uh, uh, what was the fall? I'm trying to think of the album. Uh, well, it won't um, be Filth Pick. The Land of Rape sucks. and Honey is a. And yeah. I probably shouldn't have said the R word. Uh, probably we'll probably it's get the name censored. of the album though. I mean, come it's on. the name of the album. So you know, like they they they've got some good songs off those albums, and they're amazing. I mean, Jesus Built My Hot Rod is probably in in if I was to make a list of top favorite songs, the extended version of Jesus Built My Hot Rod would actually make the list because that song is insanely good. I got a ding a ding dang ding a ding a long ling long. But two of my um, least favorite songs. Which, by the way, um, I gotta say this really quickly. Yeah, that is the coolest thing that Gibby Haynes ever did. Gibby Haynes being the singer for the Butthole Surfers. Butthole Surfers. Uh, he sings that song, and yep. I, and I and I think the Butthole except Surfers, for Pepper. No, 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 no. I think Pepper's a great song, and I think the Butthole Surfers are great. I just think, man, his, and who was in my room last night? What? 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 Um. What Gibby Haynes does in that song, it's so cool. It's such a cool... Because it makes no sense that Gibby Haynes... It just it doesn't make any sense on paper. It's such a cool song. It's such a cool song. Um, so what I was going to say... And, and no, you're right. And the thing is, I, I will say this. Gibby Haynes, with the exception of who was in my room last night and, and, and Pepper, you're probably right. That might be my favorite thing he's ever done. Um... But Jesus, but the the songs and there's two I'm gonna name and one you're gonna hundred percent agree with. I can't stand the songs tonight. We murder off the Demon it's, Knight soundtrack. That that song is legitimately, if you were to work hard at finding the worst ministry song ever, it's better than Tonight We Murder because it sucks. And the other so song bad. off of this soundtrack is Paisley. And the thing about it is, I'll say this: I like Paisley. It's way too long. Oh, it's yeah. it's one of those super slow songs. It's a and it's one of those songs where you're like, this is really cool. And then like halfway through it, you're like, when is this going to end? <laughs> you know, like I get the idea. You know what I mean? So I mean, I, 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 I know in the in the in the industrial music world. Because, you know, it, it blends itself to you know, like metal meets techno or whatever you want to call it. I know there are plenty of times where in the industrial type of music where a song might be really long and it might be a sample and it might be, I mean, lots of ministries like that. I mean, um, even, even like if you, Psalm 69, for example, I mean, some of those songs are longer than they should be. And a lot of parts are repetitive. And yeah. That's, when but you it, see, it does, when you see him play New World Order live and you hear for like five minutes straight and he and he extends it somehow, you're like, dude, I get it. A New like, World I Order. Mean, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, look, admittedly, admittedly. It'll be the second time I'm seeing Ministry in September. So. I am not, never really was much of an industrial guy. I used to love with, industrial. With clear exceptions. 
those two Rob Zombie, excuse me, the two, the last two White Zombie albums are incredible albums. I mean, Astro Creep is an incredible record. I wouldn't consider Astro Creep industrial. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, so I mean, whatever. certainly, I wouldn't consider. I would not consider uh, Devil Music industrial at all. That's well, a straightforward metal album with samples. What? What? It's also the other problem. Again, the other problem with the term industrial is it, it's a it's kind of wide open. When um, I think of industrial, I think of electronic driven. You know what I mean? Like right, drum yeah, machines, I mean, I lots know. of I, like. I mean, either either way, like I mean, and. I'm 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 very selective about Nine Inch Nails. Um, there's Nine Inch Nails. There's a handful of songs I like, uh, and actually, um, well, we can talk about them later. Um, but I, for the for the most part, I'm really not into industrial um, ministry. There's a handful of times that I thought Ministry did it right, and actually, you're the one who showed me Psalm 69 because I had Filth Pig, and um, which is okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. The it's, the title track's pretty good. Filth, big, yeah, filth it's, big. It's 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 okay. Um, it's okay. I mean, Psalm sixty nine. Out of I I have that on vinyl. That's their masterpiece. Like if you like, that is their like that is their key album. Like if you only own one ministry album and you own Psalm sixty nine, you're okay. I mean, you showed me Psalm. I mean, I knew the song Jesus built my hot rod, but I'd never heard the album. And um, you know, I I mean, it's it's a <laughs> it's a good album. It is it is. In every way, you could look at that and go, "It's a good album." I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at. Oh. I'm laughing at the first thing I think of when I think of the song "New World Order" off Psalm 69 is when Beavis and Butthead watch the video, and Butthead goes, "Hey, Beavis, check this out." Um, it's so freaking funny and so freaking true. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I will, I will say though, like, um, seriously, tonight we murder is is a is an abomination of music. And what's what's really funny is, you know, if we talk about the demon, I don't want to jump soundtracks, but on the demon night soundtrack, other than the fact that Cemetery Gates is shortened, it's all really good. I gotta make a cocktail. It's all really good. Uh, but we'll come back to Demon Knight. But so, um, well, the other thing is that's the thing about Paisley. Dude, Paisley's man. not a bad song. It's just one of those songs where you're like, dude. End it. Like, you know, there's so many songs, like, when you listen to them, you're like, dude, this guy does not know how to end a song. You know what I mean? Um, but but, I, but the, on 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 the soundtrack, I'm going to go over a couple other songs I will say. Be my guest. So, first of all, I generally don't like the Deftones. There are a few songs I like. I do like My Own yeah. Summer. I do like uh, uh, Back, in, Back Which, to School. Right, okay. The song Can't Even Breathe off this soundtrack is awesome. The drums in it, the... Like, when I think of Deftones, believe it or not, this is the song I think of. Now, I am not a big enough Deftones fan to know if this song was on any other album by yeah, them, I and I, I suppose you, I could look it up and figure that out. But the I'll song Can't Even Breathe by the Deftones, love it. I will, I will look it up for you, because I... Dude, I know I gotta make a cocktail. I know Dick about the Deftones because I never heard a song by them I liked. So I really just, you don't even like my own summer. I don't know. I I don't. That's I don't, a song I, like. I, that's like I, their, I their big song. I remember not liking it and around the fur. Uh, I can remember. I remember not liking it and couldn't tell you what it sounds like. That's the one um, that's like ah, shove it, shove it, shove it. Oh no, God. I don't like that song. See, I like that song. Um. 
Uh, and I like, you know, I like back to school, like, cause back in school, we oh, God, are that was the, the Deftones. Yeah, that's the Deftones. Oh God, ew, no, God. I see, I sorry. like that song. I don't care. Oh, oh, I, sorry. That's the thing, okay. though. I've, I, you always say this, and it's very true. You have a deeper musical, like. You're the kind of guy that will tell you his opinion on every single Dio album. I'm the kind of guy who you'll ask, what's your top five favorite new metal songs? And I'll actually be able to provide you a list. We've always said you, your, your musical interest is wider than mine. Yeah. You like way more types of music and you're, you're more likely to like 10 bands in every four and every genre and I'm more likely to like a hundred and only two. <laughs> you're, well, that's the thing. Like you're, you're, I, I, you're, I, if like if you, you could say like you know rank all of Dio's albums, and you're going to be like, oh well, and you're going to go down the list of every single one of his albums. I'm going to say, dude, I love Last in Line. I love Dream Evil. I love Holy Diver. Hey, well, you know what hey. though? <laughs> the this rest are kind of interchangeable to me. Like I like them all, but I don't really like you know. <laughs> this is, I mean, in, in total honesty, this this is why soundtracks. Now, now, don't get me wrong. There are some soundtracks that are important to me, um, but this is why soundtracks. Because I know it's a topic you you talk about a lot. Um, soundtracks were, were were big for you, um, because. You're gonna have there's 14 songs on the Escape from LA soundtrack mm. by 14 different bands. There is a better chance that you like every song on a soundtrack than there is me, only because now, okay, in fairness, some of these bands, I mean, Gravity Kills and Stabbing Westward. If you like them, you probably would like Tool and White Zombie. You know what I mean? Like a couple of these aren't too far out of the out, outside of it, um, but. When a soundtrack gets more diverse in the hmm. styles of music, it's a better chance that you're going to like it. Um, yeah, this is so interesting. I don't remember I'm what this song sounds like. Dick. Um, the Toadies are in it. Um, the Toadies are one of those bands that you go, oh, you wrote more than one song. No one ever <laughs> told me. Toadies, you're the band who wrote Possum Kingdom. I didn't know you had another song. <laughs> I'm seeing what I mean. They're... I, I I hate I hate calling somebody a one hit wonder, um, but I I couldn't tell you oh. what one Toadie song sounds like other than Possum Kingdom. So, but Possum Kingdom's I, a great song, by the way. I'm throwing that out now. It's an amazing song. And I'll but say I like, like I actually like the Tool song on this. Why? It's three and a half minutes long. You mean it's not? I know the pieces fit for four minutes. For four minutes, yeah. No, no, it's not that. And the, the interesting is that the interesting thing is this. The, I'll give you one on here. The Sugar Ray song on this was back when they were still metal. Yeah, it's before. I just wanna fly. Put your arms around me, baby. It was before that. It was actually like they actually. What's his name? Mark McGuire or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I think that's the baseball it's not player. Mark McGuire. <laughs> it's well, something McGuire. It's like was Matt McGuire. Player. <laughs> it's a freaking baseball player. The, the <laughs> Mark oh, McGuire. Who wants to see me hit some dingers? <laughs> Mark McGrath. It's Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath. Right. That's it. Mark McGrath. <laughs> that one I knew. Um, you know what? Can I can I throw this out? <laughs> I complete. Who wants to see me hit some dingers? <laughs> Hey, 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 what band? Hey, are you the band that's doing all those steroids? Yeah, that's a Simpsons reference. It's like it's, they, Mark McGuire shows up out of nowhere and he's like, Now, would you like to know the terrible truth or would you like to see me hit some dingers? 
Can I say this though? You you know you're talking you're talking about Sugar Ray. Um, on the soundtrack too, can I tell you? I completely forgot the band Gravity Kills ever existed, and the song "Guilty" is awesome, dude. The song the song "Blame" is actually awesome on the soundtrack. I take the blame. So they were an industrial band. So no, no, like yeah, "Guilty" I, is I, insanely good. I love that. Song. I for, no, we. I mean, dude, we used to play "Guilty" on the radio back in the '90s. I forgot that band existed entirely, dude. If you Gravity know, and, and Kills, not, put, by the way, I don't mean this in like a jerk way. It's a holy crap! I forgot they existed, and "Guilty" is a great song. No, it is, and if, that's the thing. Actually, I, let me, I actually let me say this: if 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 that if Gravity Kills is a band that you would call actually industrial, then Guilty might be my favorite industrial song that comes to mind. Uh-oh. I'm not saying there isn't another one, but uh oh, Guilty's a great song. Uh oh, uh oh, what? Oh crap! The album that Guilty is off, I believe, yeah. and I'm going to double check this, is 22 bucks on Amazon. I, it's I mean, a great song, dude. I I don't think I've ever heard the album. I'm gonna double check. It is indu- they are industrial. I might have to get it because that's that's not expensive, and I really love that song. song. And dude, Gravity Kills, Gravity Kills is one of those bands where I'm gonna they, I'm gonna they did they did that. By the way, the Spawn sound. And I'm jumping soundtracks here. The Spawn soundtrack's coming out for Record Store Day, and I'm gonna try and get my hands on it because that's that's a unique soundtrack. And there's there's actually a handful of good songs on that. But back to this. I think Gravity Kills was on it. Maybe they weren't. I can't remember. But Gravity Kills, they're such a 90s band. But you're right. Guilty is such an awesome song. Was was that by any chance, was that a song like Hey Man, Nice Shot that was just on every soundtrack? Um, I don't think Guilty was on any soundtrack. I just think it was like a huge single for them. Huh. Because Blame blame is... If you like Guilty, you'll like Blame blame the song off off of this soundtrack. You'll like that one. Actually, it's off the same album. Well, there we go. If this, yeah, you know what? Um, I'm gonna have to buy this. Uh, here we go. Rex buys stuff uh, while while getting hammered on the. Yeah, heavy but you're not hangover. drunk. It's it's only it's only funny when you buy stuff when you're drunk. I'm, dude, I'm getting there. Hear that? He so was we got guilty. There. We got blame. Yeah, I'm buying it. I'm buying. It. Uh, here we go. And it'll be here. It'll be here Monday. I'm gonna add, 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 buying it. Proceed to checkout. Because, dude, I'm sorry. I have to. I have to have. Guilty, like on my stereo, like like that song is so awesome. I um, I, I gotta stop by. This is like the fifth record I've bought bought since Friday, so I gotta stop. Um, dude, I literally my record collection is up to almost fifteen hundred records. I gotta slow down, man. <laughs> I hear you, but the thing is, I was just thinking about this, like. Dude, I love owning this much music. Like, there is nothing like owning this much music. Like, I, 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 and it's funny because I, I finally made my way through my queue, and then it built up oh. again. So my, I my got a pair of big only because it's been it's really cold right now. So it's it's cold in my basement, well, which is where I keep my my records. And it's like I, it's just it's it's too cold to just like casually sit downstairs and listen to music well what um, i did was so like i my house is only like my house is a split level so between any level of my house there's only six stairs because it's kind of like offset anyways that's you don't care what my house looks like um so i literally had a 25 foot headphone cable that i bought for recording because i was like i needed to listen to like um i, I needed to listen on my headphones to, to songs that i was playing so i could like record the videos for them i eventually figured out a different solution so 
my den is right outside of my basement, which is where my record player is. So now I literally have the headphone cable like go up the stairs into my den and I lay on my couch with a really nice set of open back headphones that I just bought and I listen to records. That's how I made my way through my queue. And that's what I do now. But um, you don't care about that. Uh, nobody cares about that. But going back to the Escape from L.A. soundtrack real quick, Tool, the song Sweat, is actually pretty good. And I'd argue to say it's my favorite Tool song only because... General, okay, no, I take that back. Sober is my favorite Tool song. And I've almost bought Undertow a thousand times on vinyl just for that song. Um, but yeah, you're right. Gravity Kills, Blame's a great song. Even the Orange... like Bands that I don't like, Orange 9mm, I don't care about them. The Clutch song isn't awful. Um, that Deftone song is probably in my top Deftone songs. I don't know the Butthole Surfer song I'd have to listen to. Um, but the one by White Zombie, which is why I brought up the soundtrack. My biggest problem with all of the songs that White Zombie did after Astro Creep is it just pisses me off that they broke up afterwards. Because if you look at the songs they put out, the one, uh, 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 Feed the Gods... And uh, um, I'm Your Boogeyman, which I understand was a cover. Um, Rat Fink, Suicide Tanks, and Cannibal Girls, which I did do think came after Astro Creepers. I think Beavis and Butthead Do America was after that. Dude, imagine what the next album would have sounded like. Like, those three songs, I think, are my favorite white zombie songs. Right. Well, like, Feed I the think, God was I think before I, they broke up, but yeah. Was before well, Astro Creepers, yeah. Yeah, no, I know that Feed the Gods was. The one was for sure, too. I can't remember if Rat Fink, Suicide Tanks, and Cannibal Girls was, was what I meant. But I think that was that judging by the sound of it, I think it was also after Astro Creep. Dude, I love all of those songs, and they're probably those three songs, I think I like those better than almost anything on Astro Creep, with the exception of something like more human than human. I so, will tell you, I I as much as I like I like that album a lot. And by the way, looking at the liner notes. Um, that does explain it because Rob wrote the lyrics. The other three wrote all of the music on it. Yeah. So that, that, well, well, and I didn't know. I mean, in dude, fairness, Rob I didn't hired know. his band and said, make it sound like this. I mean, that quite, that's quite obvious. Well, what I'm saying is though, the music, he has no writing credits on the music. Yeah. Which. Well, he's not a musician. He's a, he's a well, and singer. Right. But oftentimes they'll give someone. Yeah. Cause he like walked him in and write, said. So because he's sitting play there like going this. here, play this, do that. But it's also very possible that they actually did just completely do it all and he just wrote the lyrics to it. I don't know, but that that would explain more why there was such well, a distinct sound change when he went solo. Sean's bass pick that is framed above my workstation here that is has her autograph below it is speaking to me, and it says she wrote her, Jay, and, and John Tempesta or Ivan DePrume wrote all of the music, so... Well, and and you know, here's the I'm really not that creepy. I'm totally no, no. kidding. So here's the <laughs> Here's the thing. Astro Creep Well, we we started again, I, I know we're talking about soundtracks and we're jumping around a bit, but it's all kind of works in the same conversation. Mm -hmm. Let me say this though. Yeah. Astro Creep 2000 And I'm sorry to anybody, maybe people care, maybe they don't. Astro Creep 2000 is a better album than songs on the album. Yeah, you're well, what right. I mean by that is, I mean, yeah. Look, "More Human Than Human" is a really cool song, especially the intro. I know you're a big fan of the intro. Well, yeah, clearly, um, <laughs> Duff's a massive fan of the intro to "More Human Than I Human." The album. <laughs> um, it's funny because how many how many of us as teenagers are thinking, dude? Do you think that's Sean? 
<laughs> it's not. It's a movie sample. No, but well. <laughs> how many of us as teenagers are like, dude, dude, would it be awesome if that was Sean? <laughs> first, time I heard, first time I heard that song, I went, God, women say that to me all the time. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I was like 10. No. Um, but let me say this. Like, like, legitimately, More Human Than Human is a great song. I mean, Supercharger Heaven's a good song, too. But, like... Let, 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 let me compare the two, right? Thunder Kiss 65 is a better song than any song on Astro Creep. Astro Creep just... Black Sunshine is too. Yeah, I know that too. Um, um, But like... I love that bass intro to Black Sunshine. Astro Creep is more, it's just... Do you know what, all, you know what else makes Black Sunshine awesome? Iggy Pop. Yeah, that too. And when I know you like I Am Legend. I, I know there's great songs on it, but my, the point I'm getting is I never really thought about it until I'm just looking at it. Astro Creep 2000 is not a great album because it necessarily has great individual songs. It's it's a great album because it's just, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's great as a package. Do you, you know? know we, we, Go we ahead. Talk, well, I, I've, I've always talked about the power of albums over songs, mm-hmm. and it, it's not always the case. There are plenty of bands out there who write a great song, but not necessarily a great album. And I've always said I gravitate to bands who write albums more so than individual songs. But I do 100% think that album, even More Human Than Human is a cool song, where I would give that album a 10 out of 10, or whatever rating you want to put. I I would say it was one of the best albums. it It was one of the best, like, MTV, whatever you want to call it, you know, the mid-90s MTV metal, whatever you want to call it, I might say that was one of the best albums like it, but I would not say there's any song on it. Even More Human Than Human being a good song, is an, I, it's, a, it's a cool song that I don't, I wouldn't put on my list of best songs, but that album would go up really high, and I love that album. I have it on vinyl. I'm, I might disagree with you. I do, too. I, I might disagree with you only because More Human Than Human, I think, is bigger than the rest of the album. It is. But... But I, will I think say, the album is better than anything on it. I will say I this. Mean. I will say this. You know, you know the you know the song that really took me a long time to f- grow into. Blood was Milk Blood Sky. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew it. I. For the it's longest, such a cool song, but no, no, I, it, it takes everyone time. I hated that song the first time I heard it. I, as, as soon as that song would start, I would turn. I would just fast forward or turn or put in a different CD, and then like I, I listened to it eventually, and I was like. It was one of those weird things. Like, you know, you were just talking about how you listened to, to Deicide recently. The newest Deicide, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, the Deicide. And, and I will come back to that, but yeah. Yeah, I was good. Well, the only reason I brought that up was how, how like, you listen to an album and you think to yourself, because this happened to me recently, too, with, I can't remember the album, but I listened to it and I'm like, oh, it was a new ACDC album. I had listened to it and I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I recently got it, uh, got it on vinyl. I got a good deal on it. It was on sale. I bought it. Finally bought it. I hadn't bought it before because it was like forty bucks or something like that, and I never wanted to spend that much. So I got it. I put it on, and I'm thinking to myself, like, this album is insanely good. Like, this album's awesome. Like, I was shocked at how good it was. So it was one of those things where when I finally listened to Blood Milk and Sky, I was like, huh. Like, I like this song. This song's insanely good. It's it's why did I hate it before? It is the weird sleeper track on the record that is like it's one of the best tracks on the album. That riff, that you, the dun, and it's that you it, all it is it. is an open riff. Sometimes, man. 
sometimes there are songs where it's the last song on the album you notice, and once you and, notice it, you realize it's the best one. And even those backing vocals, the, uh, it's a cool oh, damn song. It's a cool like, damn song. It's just like the cool. It's it's got a lot of but, the you know you know what the only way I can describe it is that song has so much ambiance. It does because there's so much going on in the background that makes it really a cool layered song. It's, it's, it's also the song you forget is on there until you listen to it. Now the yeah. only thing that annoys me about that song is it does what every freaking 90s metal album or every yep, so many freaking 90s track. it fades out for like two minutes and then comes back why because if i'm listening to a freaking album i don't want to have silence for two minutes like i never uh-huh. understood why bands did that well they it was fade annoying. out a song for two minutes and then it comes back like i i don't understand like Band, well, who who wants to sit there after listening to an album and then be like, okay, now I got two minutes of silence before the album's done? Yeah, it no, no, it's it's utterly stupid. But let me let me let me say this to, to circle back to the the soundtrack conversation. This is why I mentioned what I just mentioned when I said that I think Astro Creep is better as an album than any song off of it. It's I will say that I think all of White Zombie's best songs are not on it. Yeah. Because Feed the Gods is a cooler song than anything on Astro Creep. Dude, the one is insanely the good. The one is better than anything on Astro Creep. And, and mind you, I'm not putting down Astro Creep. Astro Dude, Creep Rat is an amazing album. And Cannibal, Girl, Cannibal Girls, is, it grooves. How like the devil, yeah. Now see the face of God. Like, yeah. I love that song. Um, the, the riff, the, it's alive. I oh, love I remember that. that too. I, I, no, I, I, I like that song. Um, Dude, and the animation during that part in Beavis and Butthead where they were like tripping is so cool. It's because it's Rob Zombie yeah. animation. Oh yeah, no, I remember. I trust me, I saw it in theaters. Dude, that part is cooler than any movie Rob Zombie has ever made. Oh well, of course it is. <laughs> but you know, I'm I, sorry, I, he's he's an his awful filmmaker. And wow. look, I know I don't like to crap on people, dude. The dude House of a Thousand Corpses. I remember I got in the mail because I was a massive White Zombie and Rob Zombie fan. I signed up for everything that he did. I remember I got a sticker that's still on my seven-string guitar for House of a Thousand Corpses, and it was one of those things where he made this movie, and it didn't come out for years. So I had this House of a Thousand Corpses sticker on my guitar for like three years before the movie ever came out, and finally it came out, and I watched it, and I'm like... Oh, so he basically made the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but put his wife in it. Oh, and, okay, and dude. You know, like, I mean, come on. We 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 all know if he was the guy who directed The Passion of the Christ, his wife would have played the would have played Jesus. Well, I always loved. <laughs> you ever see that movie? You ever see that meme where it's like the movie poster where it's like yeah. Rob Zombie's Jaws and Sherry instead of the shark? They have Sherry it's Moon Sherry. Zombie. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, like, well, as soon as they said he's directing the monsters, I'm like, let me guess, Sherry's going to be more, uh, not Morticia, Sherry's going to be Lily. Oh, there's Lily as Sherry. I'm, su- or, I'm you surprised know. they limited her to only one role in the movie. I'm surprised you know? she didn't play play Herman and Marilyn too. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's you know, but all all I was getting and, and at I love is- how Rob Zombie's like, well, she she doesn't only she only likes working with me she could do other things but you know she just chooses not to I'm like no like what no porn it's because I mean- it's because nobody uh, look I, whatever anyway so look i i, I love not rob zombie as a good musician get it not that you have to be a good actor in hollywood which, to be, you know in hollywood but ironically i said i'm going to see ministry rob zombie and alice cooper are also on that bill so i'm going to see rob zombie alice cooper ministry and filter who we'll get to because i want to talk about them a little bit uh, and how bad they, had, they suck. 
Dude, Filter had some good. Dude, Jurassitol. Dude, you t- you listen to Jurassitol on the on the Crow City of Angels soundtrack and tell me that that's not a great song. I don't remember. I mean, it, it might be. That's the cool. when will you learn? The hey, old man, got something for you. It, it's it's probably they're, they're as the good or band, better. They're the kind of band that outsucked any amount of cool they could have had. Dude, Short problem. Bus. I will I will live and I'm die on the saying, hill that Short Bus. I'm not is a saying great Short album. Bus isn't a good album. I'm saying you can't you can't un you can't redeem the picture song in a boat. Take a picture. Like it's, Look, dude, but you know it's, what? It's and, and I think I've told the story on the show before. And yeah, I, did. I think you did we'll, last week. We'll yeah. we'll switch we'll switch gears here because we've talked about Escape from LA for like an hour now. Um, um so look, I'll I'll go to Crow City of Angels real quick because what you know, White Zombie was also on Crow City of Angels. Um I'm I'm also looking up that. So all these soundtracks I remember buying. Like I remember when I went out and buy them or bought buy went out and buy them because I'm a I'm a dummy. I went out and bought them. Um because of certain songs. Like, oh, white zombies on this. Oh, uh you know, filters assume, on this. I assume you bought it for PJ Harvey, but that's just me. I'm my Naked Cousin is actually not a terrible song. It's I not something I, I don't remember it at all. It, again, it's it's one. it's it's one of those songs where would I have bought a PJ Harvey album? No. Am I going to wow. skip the track? Probably not. Check this out. Toadies are on it too. They have three songs, I guess. Uh, Bush is on it, fun, by the way, and again, not the kind not, of Bush you like. But the- I'm, I'm not making fun of Toadies. <laughs> Possum Kingdom is an amazing song. It's just. They're a band. I only think of that. Bush um, is on it too, and not the kind of Bush you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is pretty cool. Can I, can I tell you? You know, you know what? First of all, by the way, I always hated that band. But what else I hated about that band was when we were in high school. <laughs> Deftones are on this soundtrack too. My God, were, no, dude. This was the era that Deftones were on everything. Yeah. Deftones, they were on every tour. Teething wasn't bad. That's that song. But I mean, the Deftones were on every tour. Hey, they were clearly a hardworking band. You know what I mean? I mean clearly. Oh look, the grave diggers are on this too. <laughs> they were on. Yeah, I don't remember what this. It's funny because I don't remember what a lot of these sounds sound like. Paper dress. I remember. So what I was going to say about this though was, and, and I, I'm looking at, I'm looking at they, they, they credit K, uh, I'm your boogeyman to Casey and the Sunshine Band on the website I'm looking at, but it was actually Rob Zombie covering it, and Rob Zombie did a, a, a white zombie. Sorry, well, white zombie. Former did a, white zombie. Yeah, it was white zombie. Yeah, it was a great cover song. Um, so. The other song on here that I really like is Jurassitol by Filter, and I'm seeing Filter again with Rob with Rob Zombie, ironically. So again, you know, going back to what the ar- we were arguing about was the song that was on almost every soundtrack, and it was one of the biggest songs that yeah. I would say it was one of the biggest, like, hard rock, metal, whatever you want to call it, songs of the 90s was Hey Man, Nice Shot. Well, that, um, that's why I asked earlier if Gravity Kills was the other, uh, the other filter, because Hey Man, Nice Shot was on everything. Yeah, it, was it was on, on every camera. It was everywhere. It was the song mm-hmm. that was. It was on. I mean, I can't think of any song in that era that was stamped on more stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really was, and it's it, it's it, it. I mean, I I like to make fun of Filter, but Hey Man, Nice Shot is a great song. Um, it, it's it's well, undeniably see, the thing about a Filter. Great song. The thing about Filter is they went radio after Short Bus. They went radio. They, that's why they did take a picture. And I, I, I and I told this I told the story last week where I just wanted to say I forget Richard Patrick. By the way, Richard Patrick is actually Robert Patrick's brother. And for those of you who don't know Robert Patrick, you will know him after this line. 
have you seen this boy? Have you? He have you Robert seen Patrick this boy? was Robert Patrick was T one thousand. His brother is actually the guy in Filter. Um, Richard Patrick used to be in Nine Inch Nails, and I think I don't know if well, you told this you, story. You also have to remember though that Robert Patrick also had a sporting goods store in, <laughs> in the, the Sopranos. Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> And that's actually one of the best. Dude, it's one of the best episodes of the first like two seasons. He was also in a movie called The Faculty, and he was awesome in that too. He's the football coach. Because he was awesome. aw- dude, dude, Robert, dude, he was, oh, dude. Did you ever see the? Uh, did you ever see? Uh, you, did you ever watch the Peacemaker show? No. So I will. I will recommend you actually watch. It's got John Cena in it. It's a DC movie. It's based on Suicide Squad. I would actually recommend you watch the Peacemaker show. Okay. Um, you would actually really enjoy it. It's completely R-rated, and it's got it, it doesn't have a lot of the stuff you normally hate in TV shows. We won't go into that. Right. You should watch it. The intro is done by uh, by that band I sent you. Um, the Do you really want to? Do you really want to taste it? Is the is the theme song to it? Um, I'm, I can't. Rem- I'm shocked you didn't mention that he was in um, Die Hard too. He was all well. He was he. What are you, a sitting dick? And then he. Yeah, dies. but I'm saying that's all. The, yeah, but that's that's the kind of thing that you would associate with him. Yeah. Well, no, he was T1000 is what I always. But anyway, so right. Richard Patrick was in Filter, and this one time on social media, somebody posted something about Filter, and I said Short Bus was awesome. After that, they sucked, and Richard Patrick replied back to me with a crying emoji, and I said, "Dude, the bottom line is," and I literally, I felt actually, I legitimately felt bad because. Dude, Filter, I don't know how big Filter is anymore. I mean, I really haven't even heard of them since Take a Picture. So I don't know if they're still, because I mean, they're on the tour with Ministry and Rob Zombie, so they've got to still be doing stuff. But I, I like, literally replied back because I felt bad because Short Bus, I love that album. Like, I remember in high school, we had to bring no, I, in an album. You were obsessed with that album, I remember. We had to bring in an album that was like, you know, we loved. And I thought to myself, like, well, I can't bring in Nine Inch Nails because Downward Spiral, like, I can't sit there in a Catholic high school and play closer. <laughs> like, so I thought, okay, short bus by Filter. The teacher actually read the lyrics out loud or read the song titles out loud and was making fun of me the whole time. So I was like, whatever. But I loved short. I owned short bus on vinyl. When it came out on vinyl, I bought it instantly. And I, I, I replied back to him. I'm like, dude, you've sold millions of albums. I haven't. What do I know? Like, I because I, I felt bad, you know, whatever. But I mean, he. I'm sure he's crying himself to sleep on his pile of money. But, um, but I mean, Jurassicall is a great, great song. If and I will tell you, and I'm telling you, Duff. Listen to Jurassicall. Oh, I, I pro- and tell me and it's I, not I, I, a really no, good song. And I, I actually likely know the song anyway. I just haven't. But the rest of the songs, on this, dude. Even Sean Olson by Corn. For the longest time, I, I think I heard I had this song on this soundtrack before I bought the first Corn album, and it it would fit in with the first Corn album because I believe it was before Life Is Peachy. But this song is it, it's another exclusive song. Would I say it's one of my favorite Corn songs and. When I say favorite corn songs, my list of favorite corn songs stops at at uh, follow the leader. And when I say follow the leader, that's only because I actually really like the song "A Freak on a Leash." Any other thing off follow the leader, I can't stand. Um, most of life is peachy. I have nostalgic memories about because I remember when the album came out. My whole hockey team was obsessed with it, and they, it was. What's funny about Life is Peachy, it had the same effect as The Phantom Menace by Star Wars. 
So after they released that first blockbuster album, that was actually a really, really good album. The first Corn album, I, I don't care. It's a great groundbreaking album. Groundbreaking record, not my thing, but groundbreaking record. I mean, it, it's, it's a great. I think it's a great album. album. I love the album. You know, you go to Life Is Peachy, and it was one of those albums where everybody's like, "Huh? No, 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 no. I like this. No, no, I, I really do like this. No, no. This is this is a great album. It's a great album. It's good to the first one. It's a great album. <sighs> yeah. But but no, 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 no. Great album, great album. It's like when you watch The Phantom Menace by Star, you know, Star Wars: The Phantom Menace, where you walked out of the theater, and only '90s people will get this. Where you walk out of the theater and you're like, "No, no, no! It was it was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was a good movie." It was a, but then there was, you know, that, that part kind of sucked. No, no, it was a good movie. It was good. You spent like the next after you watch The Phantom Menace, you spent the next two weeks trying to convince yourself that you liked it, <laughs> until finally you're like. Oh, that sucked. <laughs> and that's yeah, how life is you know, beat you. No, I, 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 uh, uh, you know what? I will say this. Like, you know, I, I, I've talked a lot about how I, um, you know, I, I used to be, I, I was a drummer. I mean, I'm, I'm a drummer. I always was, but I can't really play drums anymore. With the exception so, of Adidas. Adidas is a, is a banger. Well, so anyway, I was saying like, I used to be a drummer and um, played drums my whole life. I, I still consider myself one because I still think as a drummer and I still could play, but just because of like, lifelong back issues it, it'd be really difficult for me to really play and you live anyway. in a That's neighborhood that point. wouldn't take kindly i also it. live in a neighborhood that i wouldn't really be able to play anyway so there, there's 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 more than one reason and i, I can't one of i'm the drummer just, around here one is just the in fact i live in a neighborhood where the houses are too close to each other and the other one is you know ongoing back issues but that's all besides the point I, um, I wanted to remind you, you brought up a year and a half of life of metallica i wanted to bring up to you i'm the effing drummer around here <laughs> Lars. Um, yeah, I know. So <laughs> anyway, what I'm getting at is I, you know, I record some songs and, and I've always, you know, I've always had guitars around me. I've always kind of tinkered, but you know, I'm, I'm not a guitar player, but I, I definitely, I play guitar, you know, certainly more than I ever have before. Um, but I will, you know, and, and lot, there's lots of people that I consider my inspiration, with you know, with guitar, right? I mean, there, there's plenty of guitar players that have influenced me, um, and plenty of drummers. But I can I act? I mean, I will actually admit this. Um, I always say that I'm not into corn, um, but I will say that Fieldy was one of my biggest inspirations to want to play bass. Why? So you can be better than him within five minutes. That's exactly why. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, I'm like, wow! I bought a bass and. I bought a bass, and before I even got home, I was better than that guy. <laughs> the first time I ever touched a bass, I was like, look, I'll admit, like, Fieldy's, like, click, 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 is part of, like, their sound. And truthfully and it's honestly, I could not I, I picture corn without the click, 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 click. But any bass player that listens to him is thinking to themselves, like, dude, you just don't know how to play, do you? <laughs> I mean, it's – I look, look, man, my issue with corn, other than stylistically it's not my thing, I, it's not – my thing, right? Look, I'll use the song Freak on a Leash as an example. And please, for anybody who likes corn, I'm not, I am actually, I'm not making fun and I'm not, I'm not making, I'm not even putting it down. I'm simply saying why I don't like it. Take a song like Freak on a Leash, right? It, it's a really good song. It's a really good song. The bass in it makes me want to vomit. And then you get to that part in the middle where I'm like, dude, I'm just done. 
I'm done. Dude, I, I actually like. like I can't do the I can't do the click click bass and the scat stuff. I and like. I don't mean I scat like, like what Vince McMahon does. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I'm not talking scat like Vince McMahon. I'm saying. <laughs> Nobody's the, the, talking scat like Vince McMahon. <laughs> well, clearly Vince McMahon was talking scat. Well, but scat. that's Vince McMahon. <laughs> but what I, what I, all I'm getting at is, I you take a song like freaking only look, look, it, I say, I mean, look, like you, you, you would like the first Corn album. Freak on a Leash is a gigantic step up in their in their ability to write a song. I mean, it's a, what I mean is like the, the first album was like a new groundbreaking, like cool thing. Freak on a leash is a really well-written song, but the middle section comes on and I start smashing my stereo. Like I hate it that much, but at least, at least I'm giving you a reason why I don't like corn. I, I, it's because I can't take the non Vince McMahon style scat and I can't take the bass thing. And again, I'm not making fun of anybody who likes it. I'm just saying I actually have a there's a real reason why I don't like corn. Because so, the other half of the song I don't dislike. I'm like, this is I, you know what I mean? Like I would hear it go, Jonathan Davis as a vocalist isn't my thing. Not really into it, but that's kind of cool. But then the scatting thing. Just, and by the way, when I say scatting, I don't mean I just wanted to say Vince McMahon and scat. Takes, so I want to say this. So I'd like to switch. I mean, that's gears a cool part of the if, song, but then there's the scat part. Wait, I don't if, mean you, Vince if you're if you're done with Crow City. By the way, I will admit that Hole's cover <laughs> Sorry, of laughing. Gold. I will admit that admit on that soundtrack that Hole's cover of Gold Dust Woman is actually really cool. Um. Originally by originally by what was that by but is that by the Eagles or is that by Stevie Nicks? I think it was by uh, Stevie Nicks. What what what's Gold Dust Woman? That's um that's Stevie Nicks, right? Yeah, it's Fleetwood Mac. Oh, is that? Sorry. I think it's either Fleetwood Mac or, or Stevie Nicks. Solo. Sorry, yeah. Fleetwood Mac. I always what get song? the Eagles and Fleet Gold Dust Woman. I always get it's, Fleetwood, it's Fleetwood Mac, Mac and the yeah. Eagles mixed up because I don't yeah, like Fleetwood either Mac. of them. Uh, <laughs> I, I I by the way, um, real quick before you move on, I am not a big Fleetwood Mac fan, but. I don't turn them off when they're on the radio. I can't stand the Eagles. I'm sorry, man. I can't stand the Eagles. The only songs you don't by have the to e- apologize to me. I can't stand them either. I, I like songs by members of the Eagles when they're not. Yeah, in I like the Joe Eagles. Walsh. No, Joe Walsh is awesome. I love. I always <laughs> love that song. Uh, uh, what is it? The uh, the what? It's on. I have the. I have it on vinyl. Like, are you talking about like like? Well, I I really like the song. Life's been good. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Life's been good to me. So yeah, the, you know, come on, my my Maserati does one eighty. That song rules, by the no, way. No, I love that. Song. I, I have that song in vinyl. It's off of the album. Like I, he's underwater on the album cover. That's the only thing I can remember. No, it's a great album. I bought it for like five bucks. And 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 look, it, admittedly, like Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, which is the album that that song Gold Dust Woman's on. It's one of those all time great albums. I have where it. you can go in. And I be inherited like, it. Yeah, you're like I'm not really into Fleetwood Mac. It's a good album. I'm making another cut. I think. Anyway, continue. I'm making another cocktail. And I, I By the way, I'm drinking Seagram Seven Man and Scat again. What's that? I'm drinking Seagram Seven, which is Dimebag Daryl's favorite all-time whiskey. So, just to clarify so you for you listening, a lot of people will argue: was it Seagram Seven or Crown Royal inside of a Black Tooth grin? It was actually Seagram Seven. That's coming straight from Rita Haney, Dimebag's old lady. That it was yep. C- so. If you want to make a legitimate black tooth grin, you have to use Seagram Seven. Don't give me any of this Crown Royal. She says it's called a Crown Tooth Grin if you use Crown Tooth Royal or sorry, Crown Royal. See, 
This is the good part about me is I don't like him either way, particularly. So, well, I mean, you're a wuss, so I mean, you know. Yeah. No, I, I, hey, I mean, I'll drink. I, I will gladly drink whiskey all day long. I just was never. <laughs> You'll gladly drink whiskey all day long, as is proven by the fact that we had to cancel in half of an episode. <laughs> Okay, can we can we pause and talk about that for a minute? Okay. So the, the one time a long time ago, I went to Duff's house. By the way, this summer, if it's okay with you, I'm planning another trip to your house. Oh, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll record. So again. we'll record fun. in the same room again. And I'm I'm telling you this right now, like <laughs> it's gonna be fun because dude, I'm I so this summer I'm planning another trip to Duff's house. And we're going to have a good... I'm looking for concerts, like, in the area, like, when it gets closer to the time, because, you know, right now there's not a lot of concerts for July up. But when it gets closer, I'm going to look for concerts in the area, because what we did was you and I got hammered, recorded a show, went to go see Slayer's, like, retirement... Well, the first leg of Slayer's retirement tour. We fell asleep on the grass during Lamb of God... (laughs) Yes, we did. I don't care. People are right now are going, dude, you saw Lamb of God and fell asleep? Yeah, because it was... But I've first, seen him five times. Yeah, exactly. First of all, because I don't really oh, like actually, Lamb of God. Let me clarify. And second of all, because it was like the seventh time I've seen him. <laughs> right. And I had... Um, I, and I saw two dates on that tour, My, you know, for the record. And I saw the uh, I saw the next leg of the tour, so I knew I was going to see Slayer, so... Um, um, but yeah, well, okay, we also have to... We have to mention... We drank. We should post those Blacktooth Grin videos again. They're funny. We drank we a drank, bottle. We drank a bottle of whiskey and a 30-pack of beer. No, we had a 30-pack of beer and a bottle of Crown. And we, we need to also clarify, <laughs> what we did was we drank a 30-pack of beer. Then we started recording the show. <laughs> and before we... Okay, so we also have to realize this was the old show before we... Before we took it down and brought it back again, if you weren't around back in those days, we we had a show. We had like 250 episodes. They don't exist publicly anymore. They 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 were um, they were burned. But on in those days, we would um, now we try to keep our episodes to like two hours long. But back in those days, sometimes they would get really long. We always took a br- we always would take a break in the middle. Now we don't take a break just so we don't make the episode that long. But in the first our segment of the show, the episode length. <laughs> uh, what's that? I said our bladders drive the episode yeah. length. Seriously, that's entirely why. Because our bladders. Speaking of bladders, I'm gonna have to pee soon. But no, like <laughs> you don't have a bladder we, buster near you. <laughs> we we drank we drank a thirty pack of beer. Then we started recording, and before before the first hour of the show was up, we drank between the two of us a fifth of Crown Royal. <laughs> so we were all we were each sitting on. 12 to 15 beers each and half a bottle of whiskey. I'm willing to bet I probably drank more beer and less whiskey, and you probably drank more whiskey and less beer. I probably drank more whiskey, yeah. But either way, we got so schlitzed that we ended up... (laughs) The whole whole last part of the episode was... Five bucks, get out of (laughs) here. (laughs) <laughs> no, you got it. You also, it was like, it was also like, wait, what? What is it? Like, like there was this fat guy. And, uh. <laughs> like you just started going off on this fat guy who photobombed your pictures of Paul Bostaff. Yeah, I got. A, I had a picture. And you of were Paul pretty Bostaff brutal about it. it. And he, he was this fat guy, and he photobombed me. 
and he was photobombing everybody, and I was just like, oh, ho, 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 which yeah. is how I, I was drunk, and I thought he talked like that. He was like, oh, ho, ho, yeah, whatever. And uh, I said some horrible things about the guy. I mean, he's probably not alive anymore. There's no way with a guy that fat still living. Dude, why is everybody dead? Like the guy from the guy from Mighty Taco who gave Vinny the wrong empanada. Oh, he's probably dead. Like how? Like you seem yeah, to think Vinny people have like a, killed him. <laughs> oh, this guy's the probably is, dead. The difference is <laughs> the difference is Vinny hated that guy because he was fat. I don't hate this guy because he was fat. I hated him because he was so fat when he photobombed me. He took up the whole picture. Dude, seriously, like we're gonna have to figure out a karaoke bar or a freaking. Uh, well, there, yeah, there, there's a um, there's actually a really cool karaoke bar in in Syracuse. It's an hour away, but there's a really cool karaoke bar in Syracuse. We're gonna have to like, uh, I, dude, we're gonna have to like split the I, I Uber gladly, or something. Because, dude, if I go to a karaoke well, bar, I'm not staying sober. <laughs> well, that's yeah, I, we can't really Uber an hour away, but I'll. Uh, if, if I have to drive and stay sober, I will. I don't care. But we'll figure something out. No, we, um, we'll figure. I don't. We'll even if we, dude. If we have to get a freaking hotel in Syracuse, I will. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't care, I, dude. I, when, I don't care. When I go on my vacation this year, like normally I go on vacation, I take a road trip. I visit you and I visit another one of our friends, and I usually get a hotel because the last time what I do is I try to find a concert or something cool. Like the last time I stayed in, in Rochester to visit one of our friends. Um, I saw Havoc and Jungle Rot together, and I and, and I got to interview Dave Matrice. It was the only interview ever on this show. It's no longer available, unfortunately, because it caught on fire. But um, I still have the interview. I should actually maybe repost it, like on our YouTube channel or something. Um, but uh, uh, it's the only time we ever did an interview on the show. But I got to meet and hang out with Jungle Rot. They signed my vinyl. I did not get to meet Havoc, but it was an insanely good show. Um, and so, like, I don't know, like this year. Hopefully we can go to a show uh, or go to a well, cool we'll karaoke bar out, or whatever. Yeah. We'll figure something out. But either way, we'll have to record an episode. And, and this time I have time. I don't have. I don't have to be anywhere. I don't have anything to do. If I have to, like, literally wake up the next day and log into my email at work and pretend to be working, I can do that. So whatever I need to do. But um, I, this this is getting way off topic. Point being. Look for another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover this summer where we're just slurring like five bucks, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start making five people who photobomb me. I always think of that Homer Simpson like, oh, you're you're Marge Simpson pulls out the box of uh, of love letters from Homer. Hi, dear Marge, I'm at the Duff Brewery today, and you got a butt that won't quit. And let me tell you, five bucks, get out of (laughs) here. Like, it's just like, that's what it's, the show's going to be like. Um, so be prepared for that. But I wanted to switch gears back to the topic a little bit. Nah. And there's a soundtrack I did want to talk about because I know that's one that you really like. And I wish it would come out on vinyl because I would buy it. I don't care what the price was. I'd buy it instantly. And that's Last Action Hero. Why? Because there's so many freaking good songs on this that are exclusive to this album and that that actually i don't think they've been released except for actually except for one i don't think have been released in any other format the first is big gun by acdc which is a great song and you know what the best part about that song is have you ever seen the video ah it's been a million years but yeah arnold schwarzenegger dresses up like angus young and does the duck walk he does like the like kick walk you know yep he does so 
Arnold Schwarzenegger wearing like a schoolboy uniform, like play, pretending to play an SG is almost as cool as Hulk Hogan pretending to play guitar in the real American video. <laughs> well, I mean, it's uh, I you know what? I actually hear um, the, the the one the one channel on Sirius XM um, Ozzy's Boneyard 38. They, they play Big Gun from time to time. I've heard them play that song because it's got such a cool it's got a, such a cool riff. Want to hear it. Yeah. Like like it, it's it's such a cool riff right at the right at, in the beginning that um that no they I have heard them play that and Angry Again was a it's a it's a known song by Megadeth. It wasn't you know, it, it wasn't just a buried song. Um where where a lot of the songs on the album were not necessarily well known. Big Gun was Angry Again was big. But dude, um, dude, I gotta be honest with you. Poison My Eyes by Anthrax is probably one of my favorite John Bush era Anthrax songs. That's a great song. Be dangerous, unpredictable, and make a lot of noise. Be dangerous, unpredictable, and make a lot of noise. I love that song. That riff, that dirt, 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 dirt. It's funny because in our original band, when we wrote the song, it's a song that has never been released uh, called Escalate the Violence. It was released on a CD, and if you have that CD, more power to you. because It was that's released the only on our you- original demo, never on an album. Yeah, it was never, you're never going to hear it again. When I wrote the when I wrote the end guitar part to escalate the violence, that's the riff I had in mind. That durdent, 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 durdent. Like that's just, that's like feel I wanted. Um, and that song is amazing. I love that song. The, the, hey, well, and can we can we give a shout out to Cock the Hammer by Cypress Hill? Cypress Hill, dude. But the the song on this Actually, album, Cypress Hill's awesome. I mean, they they just are. I, not, not, I'm not necessarily saying I like most of what they did, except. Well, look, we all know everybody's favorite Cypress Hill song. Yeah. It's from the bone. Or insane in the membrane. Well, yeah, insane in the membrane. So you want to be a rock superstar and live large, big house, five cars, the rent charge, coming up in the world, don't trust nobody, got to look over your shoulder constantly. Those are the two songs that, like, made them famous, but everybody who was cool remembers... It's, it's from, from the bong. Just because yeah. the whole song is that's what it is. It's their smoking pot going, it's from the bong. And it's just funny. It's funny when you – it's one of those songs that's funny to impersonate, and then you hear it and you go, oh, that's actually – you know what I mean? Like when someone doesn't – someone like it describes something, and it sounds like they're kind of making fun, and then you see it and you're like, oh. It actually is That's that. actually what it is. And when you hear the song, you go – Oh, that's actually what it sounds like. And there's three um, songs on here that I want to talk about. Okay. That are interesting. The first is I still to this day have no clue what the hell kind of band Fishbone is. Because the song oh, yeah. Swim on this album is heavy as hell. Like it's literally heavy as hell. But then they were also on the mask oh, a sound. Scott punk band, I guess well, it says. But this song is heavy as balls. Like, this song is so freaking... Like, listen to Swim. And then what's funny is, they were on the mask soundtrack. Which is one of the first... Dude, I, for, I'm going to admit right now, I was obsessed with the movie The Mask when it came out. Because I love the comic books. The comic books were violent as hell. Like, if you've seen the Jim Carrey movie where he's like, Ooh, I'm smoking, ah, uh, smoking. The comic books were literally... The mask would, like, seriously... They were the bloodiest comic books I had ever read at the time. Like, the mask would literally, like, rip your spine out. Like, they were that bloody. 
So when I saw the Jim Carrey movie, I liked it. I even went as the, I even went as the mask for Halloween in grade school and stuff. So I got that soundtrack and Fishbone was on that and they did a song called Let the Good Times Roll and it was literally like, Let the Good Times Roll and it was like a ska punk song, right? And it was okay. Yeah. This song is heavy as balls. Like they have heavy distorted. You've got to swim, swim, swim. And it's like, where the hell did this? So that's why I tell you, like, I to this day have no clue what the hell kind of band Fishbone is. Because you listen to this song and you'd think they were like a total heavy metal band. And then you listen to the song with the mass soundtrack and you're like, they're like a freaking like swing band. Yeah, Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But it's it's well, I I, so I only brought them up because it's a song on the soundtrack. And I guess if you want to ask me what my favorite fishbone song is, it's probably swim because I don't know any others. But the other two songs I wanted to ask you about or to talk to about was first Allison Chain's song, A Little Bitter. You're a much bigger Allison Chains fan than I am. You're much way more knowledgeable of song of albums like Face. I know the song Dirt or I know the, the album Dirt, you know, Facelift, Jar of Flies. I know them in so much as I know the big songs off of them, but you, you're you a big Alice in Chains I, I fan. I don't know of that song being on anything else. So that song is my I'm bar none. I'm like a B-side to something or something. That song know. is my bar none, period, out, favorite Alice in Chains song, period. Like the riff in that song, and Lane Staley's like, and you. Like, I don't even know the lyrics because I don't think they've ever been printed anywhere. That's my favorite Allison Chain song. And I as far as I know, it's the only one it's the only place it's ever been released. And I love that freaking song. Um so yeah, you asked me my favorite Allison Chain song, I'm gonna say a little bitter by Allison Chain yeah, off okay, last so action. It's the, Hero. Yeah, it was the It's the B side to the What the Hell Have I single. Well, which, which is also is off the soundtrack. Also off the soundtrack. So What the Hell Have I is the single. And a little bitter is the B side, but they're both. I mean, what the hell have I is a really there. great song too. It's I, I agree with you. By the way, this movie in general gets crapped on, and I almost said the S word. Gets crapped on all the time. This it movie's awesome. On, like scat, like dude, like Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vince McMahon. Yeah, it, this movie gets pooped on like Vince McMahon's like assistant. Um, no, seriously, this movie is awesome. If you haven't seen Last Action Hero. It's got an insanely great soundtrack. It's a fun... If you watch this movie as a serious action film, you're going to be disappointed. If you watch this movie in the same way that Scream makes fun of slasher movies, that this movie makes fun of action movies, you'll have a great time, and you'll love Plus, it. Plus, if you ever wanted to know what doctors treat, you'll find out when you watch the movie. With a doctor, with a doctor treat, the old <laughs> my jacket, what's it doing? I'm wearing <laughs> thin. Exactly. That's my favorite part of the whole movie. It's it's so awesome. My I favorite part of the movie is when he's like, the movie, my, my two questions. One, why am I wasting my time with a putz like you when I could do something much more dangerous, like rearranging my sock drawer? And two, how are you going to snap your fingers after I rip off both your thumbs? <laughs> I love that. It's such a good movie. I love when such he walks into his apartment. It's like a crappy apartment by the highway. He just shoots the, the door. Then he opens the door and an assassin falls out. And all of his clothes are the same. He's got the same t-shirts, the same jackets. And then he has a rack of guns. Like he has a different gun for every day of the week. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Oh, man. And, dude, Charles Dance is in it, who is, who is for those of you who don't know who Charles Dance is, he was, uh, what's his name from Game of Thrones? Um, 
he was the main the main like uh what's who, who would you say he was uh the 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 little guy's father oh 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 uh lannister he was yeah um, he was Lan he was the the main lannister the the, the uh, patriarch of the lannisters yeah yeah he was yeah, jamie dude. and uh, and 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 yeah him tywin 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 uh, he I was look? Jamie and and I drink and I, I know look. things. I father, I, uh, I'm looking. I said Tywin, but it might not be. Dude, I haven't watched it in a long time. Well, um, it was, it's fantasy, so I, and I know you you're a big fan of I yeah, drink and you know I know what, things. Though, but don't get me started on that damn. Show. Well, I know, I know, um, but I drink I and I know things. Uh, oh yeah, Tywin Lannister. Okay, yeah. I wasn't wrong. He was Tywin um, Lannister in Game of Thrones, and that's probably what most of you know. But Charles Dance was the main villain in that movie, and. Uh, and my favorite, another great part in that movie was when he wants to, when, when the little kid wants to prove it's a movie. So he writes a dirty word on a piece of paper and says, say this word. And Arnold Schwarzenegger looks at him and goes, hey, grow up. <laughs> I just love that part. It's I mean, so awesome. I, I, um, Schwarzenegger is like. <laughs> say this word. Hey, grow up. His action comedies are the best. I mean, but they dude, just are. Do you know what I know what your favorite line is, right? I don't know. When they go into the video store and Angie Everhart's the clerk. Right. And the little, and the little guy goes, and, and Danny Madigan goes, she's much too attractive to work at a video store. And Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, you're right. She should be working with us. Undercover, of course. Right. <laughs> that's, I know that's I your favorite that in so long. <laughs> and then Stallone is the Terminator. <laughs> that's so awesome. It's such a great um, movie. But the those, soundtrack... The soundtrack is throughout. It's all hard rock. I mean, Cypress Hill, I guess, is the only departure from that. But it's all heavy metal and hard rock. Queensryche is on it. Def Leppard's on it. But the song I want to talk about is to bust your balls so damn oh, hard. You're a big fan of Tesla. I'm a big fan of Tesla, yeah, but that song's bad. They did the title it's track bad. to the soundtrack called Last Action Hero. And it's totally like, Last Action Hero! He's a third round, second round, third is the charm. Um, I mean, it's it's, um, 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 um. Give me, give me one second. Uh, um, damn it, my brain is not working because I'm cold. Dude, um, one of the lines is like, who, like, he's a real wild animal who lives you, on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you know what on, though? Man. I mean, like, like in fairness though. Um, and I'm not defending Tesla. I mean, if you like Tesla, you do. If you don't, you know that's that's not that's besides the point. It's you know what that song reminds me of though, and I'm not saying it's cool because Last Action Hero is not cool. But you <laughs> well, know what the movie is. You know what it reminds me of though. It's kind of like Bone Stripper. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's the not damn as Yankees. cool as Bone Stripper. No, 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 no. That's not my point. You listen it's to nowhere the, you near listen as to, cool. That's not my point. You listen to damn Yankees. And you hear Bone Stripper, you know they're doing that for a laugh. You know what I mean? Like to this day, I want to cover Bone Stripper. The first Damn Yankees album is one of my favorite albums of all time, and one of the top like five albums. I I didn't spend a lot of money on it. I really didn't. But of the records I've spent more than like thirty bucks on, it's you know it's it's one of them. But um, I, I'm super happy that I that I have it. But you know, you listen to the first Damn Yankees album. Then you hear Bone Stripper, and you're like, well, clearly they did that for a laugh. I would say the same thing about Tesla, that, like, you listen to, like, the great radio controversy, 
then you hear that. It's like, well, clearly they were doing that for a laugh. And in fairness, the out, the movie is a parody of action movies. Yeah. I would be shocked if they don't tell you that's what they were doing. You know, I'm not defending Tesla. I'm saying <clears throat> I would be shocked if the band doesn't say that was their, what they were doing. Was they were they were making a joke out of action movie songs. You know what I mean? Because it's just it's 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 uncare in the same way that, like I said, Bone Stripper. Um, and if you don't know that movie, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry uh, for you because it's a great movie that always gets crapped on. That's what I'm saying. But it's um the movie is oh, nothing but trouble. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, you're going oh, down. Look. Bone stripper. <laughs> Love that I song. I mean, come on. I'm sorry, but if anybody listening to the show has never experienced the dick nose, you just <laughs> you you just don't Dude. The the fact there's two things that are cool about that movie as far as music goes. The first is so long story short, and I'm I'll summarize it. I'll I want to do one more soundtrack if you're down. Yeah, yeah. And then for the record, folks, this is going to be a a, uh, a short episode where we're going to have to be cutting it short pretty soon because um, it is. But normally I can handle again. I'm in the basement. I can normally handle being cold. Um, but there's always drink. a couple of times a year where it gets to be like super cold outside. And even with a space heater and stuff down here, I start to like lose feeling in my you limbs. need to drink so, more whiskey. That's your problem. Whiskey I know warms I need up. to drink a lot more whiskey, but. Um, but I, I want to do one more soundtrack, but I want to yeah, do this. Cool. I want to say this one line and then I want to do the soundtrack. So there's two cool things about about Nothing But Trouble. We'll do one more soundtrack, which I know is it's a cool, short man. it's a short soundtrack. And then we'll we'll move on. So I want to say Nothing But Trouble is two cool thing, musical things. First of all, for those of you who don't know, it's about a corrupt judge who owns a town. Essentially, it's a comedy. So before you think like, oh, it's a serious movie. No, it's a comedy. And what he does is if he doesn't like you, he sends you through this machine called the Bone Stripper. And literally, he sends you down a conveyor belt and you go down this machine that like, you know, essentially literally strips your bones of all their flesh. But the whole time, damn Yankees, you're going down, Bone Stripper, you ain't seen nothing yet until you seen Mr. Bone Stripper. Like the whole time a damn Yankee song is playing. So it's hilarious. And the second cool musical thing is freaking Digital Underground featuring the man, the myth, the legend, Humpty Hump does a song in there. Dude, Digital Underground rules. I don't care if you don't like hip hop. If you don't like Digital Underground, screw you. Because Humpty Hump rules. I have the Humpty dance on vinyl. Because Humpty Hump rules. And that's Dude, all that Humpty Hump once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. <laughs> Well, who hasn't? Well, I don't know. But anyway, so Digital Underground and 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 Damn Yankees Bone Stripper. To this day, I still wish I could cover Bone Stripper. Like I just I don't have the patience to sit and figure it out, and there's no tabs for it anywhere. So I would love to cover Bone Stripper. The other last soundtrack we will talk about tonight is one that I know you're fond of, one that means a lot to you, and we, it's kind of like going to bring the show full circle, and that's Airheads. Yeah, I mean it's it's. You know, it's my favorite movie of all time. It, it's a it's a soundtrack that um, has its ups and downs, for sure. Um, but it's got a couple exclusive songs on it that I thought were does, worth yeah. mentioning. Well, I mean, "Feed the Gods" alone is is uh, I, I might go as far as to say my favorite White Zombie song. Um, I would go as far as to say it might be mine as well. Um, and albeit I know it's a cover. But Anthrax's London is 
It's a Smiths amazing. cover, yeah. And but, it and and actually even in the movie, like not just listening to the album, but watching the movie, it's a standout song in the movie. And I'll be honest with you, like look, I don't care if you're a diehard Smiths fan, it blows the original out of the water. I've heard the original many, many times. I have the original. London by Anthrax blows it out of the water. Well, dude, the the song the movie starts with a killer song. Dude, the movie starts with Born to Raise Hell and it's awesome. And I'll be honest with you, the original version of Born to Raise Hell by Motorhead off the album Bastards is cool. The fact that they I think it's Mike Patton and an Ice T are in it. No, it's it's it, uh, it's uh, Whitfield Crane. Oh, Whitfield Crane. Sorry, Mike, not Mike Patton. Whitfield Crane from from uh, from. Yeah, I uh, named my dog Whitfield. Well, Whitfield <laughs> Crane from uh, from uh, freaking. Um, I hate everything about you. From Ugly Kid Joe, yeah, yeah, Ugly Kid Joe, yeah. So, dude, first of all, I will say this: Ice T rules. I, yeah. I, I, there's just no two ways about it. Look, Ice T. I, I was talking about this with somebody else today. I'm like, the thing about Ice T that that rules is, first of all. He was a legend in the hip-hop world. I honestly couldn't tell you three hip-hop songs he ever wrote. Body Count, I love Body Count. The best thing I... The, the, dude, they read it institutionalized by Suicidal Tendencies, and the problem is, I don't know which version is better. Because I love the line... The, the way that Ice-T wrote... Rewrote... Because he rewrote the song. He covered the song, but he rewrote all the lyrics. So it's not just him singing Mike Patton's lyrics. It's him singing other ones. The best is, you know, I heard that, you know, he's like, I just came home from work and I want to play my Xbox. And you know what? My wife's yelling at me. She said, I saw an Oprah that men who play video games don't love their wife. I don't care about Oprah. F Oprah. Oprah ain't got no man. <laughs> and the best part about this thing is he goes, so this guy walks up to me and he goes, I'm a vegan. That ham sandwich is going to kill you. I don't care if you eat sawdust. F a vegan. He goes, the only way that this sandwich is going to kill me is if they figure out a way to shoot it out of a gun. <laughs> I just love that. Like, icy um, rules. So but, there, there are there are some great bands. I mean, Candlebox is on here. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of Candlebox. Prong Ramones. is on here. I've seen Prong multiple times live. I don't remember what the song Inheritance sounds like. It's been a long time since yeah, I've listened to it. Yeah, me too. Um, and I actually can't remember what the Candlebox sounds, song sounds like. It's been a long time since I've listened to this. Um, but the uh, Prong is a great band. Candlebox is a great brand, uh, great band. Um, the Ramones one of my favorite covering, bands of I'm, all time. Four non-blondes covering I'm the One should have never happened. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. They did a decent cover for what they are. Like, I don't expect the guitarist of Four Non Blondes to be ripping out Eddie Van Halen solos, and it no, did it fit the crap. scene in the movie. Uh, it did fit the scene in the movie. Um, you know, but I will say the movie starts and ends with two perfect songs. Like the 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 two song. I mean, seriously, like the movie, the opening credits, and the 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 end of the movie. They picked the perfect song. The movie starts with Born to Raise Hell and ends with We Want the Airwaves. And, you know, We Want the Airwaves. Look, I, 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 I'm I, not into punk. I'm not a Ramones fan, but that's just because I'm just not a fan of the Ramones, but I like them. Um, meaning, I, Ramones are a band that's hard to kind of dislike, you know, but I'm just not <laughs> They weren't it. punk in the truest sense of the word. No, they were really I, a rock band that just couldn't play their instruments. Right, no, I know. I, and they were punk... In the, they were punk in the scene, I guess, but whatever. My point is, not a huge Ramones fan, but they're a band. Again, I, I, I we've talked about this. Like, I, I don't consider myself a fan if I'm just like, oh yeah, they're okay. 
Um, but the song We Want the Airwaves, I absolutely love. I'm going to cover it one of these days. I um, I absolutely love the song We Want with the Airwaves. It's one of my favorite songs. I, um, and it, But, it, I mean, that's the point of the movie. The point of the movie is they were trying to get their song played on the air. So, you, you know, starting with Born to, Born to Raise Hell, especially considering that Lemmy is in the movie and there's a picture a of Lemmy in Palestine. And there's a picture of Lemmy in the uh, in Palantine Records, and he's credited as Lemmy Von Motorhead, which is the coolest thing ever. Um, uh, Stuttering John is on the record, which I is used to funny. masturbate constantly. Yeah, he's, he is. If you look at the, and I just remember this stuff. If you look at the the credits, Lemmy is listed as Lemmy Von Motorhead, and Stuttering John is listed as masturbating rocker. Like that is the that <laughs> that is the way that the it is phrased. Um, I used to masturbate. Constant. I love how Rex here, is like, remember. he like points at him like, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember Degeneration. I don't remember the band Stick. I don't remember that at all. Um, and look, we know Degenerated is a cover, um, but it's a cover that... It's, By it, Reagan it, Youth. Yeah, and and look, I mean, I, I will say... I know that, the original well. I love Reagan right, Youth. I would say as much as Reagan Youth is known... I mean, I think you've said yourself before. It was a, they were they were more. Am I am I wrong that they were well known, kind of like regionally? Am I wrong about They're that? They're well known in the New York hardcore scene. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but like, but like they they let they me put it this been, way: they wouldn't your have been average really person listening to the soundtrack is not going to say, "Hey, that's a Reagan Youth song," unless right, they're into right, hardcore. Right. right. Uh, which well, that's what I'm saying. Like it's and it um, sounds vastly different. And the yeah, lyrics are and, the same, and they changed some of the lyrics too. It's the perfect song for the movie. I mean, it it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't really remember much about what "Bastardizing Jelly Kit" by by Primus sounds like, but it it's just admittedly it's been a long time since I've listened to this. But "Born to Raise Hell," "We Want the Airwaves," and "London," and "Feed the Gods." That's four tracks out of there that I absolutely love. It's worth love. the price of admission. Yeah, it's just why I forget what else is on there. That's all. Um, but uh, and even again, the four non blondes I, cover is good for what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, and and again, and the degenerated cover is a good cover. Like you and I have talked. I have all oh, yeah. the drums done. You and I have talked repeatedly about covering it, just yeah, because it was, I want to do. I want to do the part. So at the end of the movie, they're in prison, of course. And ow. if you if you haven't seen the movie, you know, screw you. But if you haven't seen the movie, go see it. So there's a part where they're in prison, and Rex is, you know, Rex is like the horny guy. So at right. the end of the movie, he's doing the bass hump, and he look, and, and the drummer stops and goes, Rex, what are you doing, man? And he looks Dude. down, and he sees two, like, gigantic prisoners in front of him, and he's like, oh, crap. And he, like, starts playing bass. So I wanted to cover it just so you could say, Rex, what are you doing, man? <laughs> you know what? By the way, um... Two things I got to mention to come around to this. Number one, um, I've been I've been rewatching The West Wing. Look, every four years in the United States, it's a um, it's a presidential election cycle, and um, I I don't really I'm not really into politics, but I'm a I'm a um, I'm a presidential campaign junkie. I just am. It's it's more, but I mean more of like a nerdy academic kind of it's, it's not really an academic interest but that kind of thing where i just i love following it i love reading up about all the past stuff and all that junk so every four years when during during a, during an election cycle um i always rewatch the west wing and i mean i watch it other times too but um i always re-binge the, the the west wing 
And what's awesome is that two Susie with two Zs and the big old pair of boobies in in, in Airheads, she plays one of the president's daughters, um, the, the president's middle daughter on the West Wing. And every time I see her on there, I'm like, oh, it's Susie with two Zs. <laughs> My kind of woman. She screws on a $1,400 leather couch. Um, the other one, and this is hilarious to me, that – I never, I, I never knew this. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. I pulled it up because I just wanted to see what, I, just to remind me what all the songs were on it. And I'm looking at something. Dude, the producer of this soundtrack, I literally just mentioned two days ago and have probably mentioned this person twice in my entire life. The producer of this album, his name is Lon Friend. And if you don't know who Lon Friend is... On a year and a half in the life of Metallica, he's the guy that goes, these are Jason's magazines. <laughs> that's, that's who Lon Friend is. Um, it's just funny because I literally just, to Rex, like two days ago, said, these are Jason's magazines. And um, was quoting Lon Friend from year and a half in the life of Metallica. And uh, um, anyway, dumb stuff you think about, uh, but... Anyway, that random, just completely random. I didn't know he had anything to do with that. So it's just funny um, that that was there. Yeah, I have to throw this on. There's a couple of songs on here that I probably, that, that I remember not being very good. But whatever. I mean, who cares? You know what I mean? Like a soundtrack like this, you're not going to. You know, it, it, I remember Cannibal Corpse was almost on this. Well, they were on the they were in Ace Ventura, so right. Who knows? But they were almost on this, yeah. And they ended up doing Ace Ventura instead, and they are they they were like the best decision they ever made was doing Ace Ventura because Ace Ventura was a huge movie in comparison. Airheads was a bit of a flop, um, and uh, no one talked about it until Brendan Fraser played a fat guy and like people cared about him again. Um, like Airheads was a movie of Brendan Fraser's no one talked about. Until I, what I mean by that is like, it wasn't a movie that Brendan Fraser was going to put on his resume as movies he's done. You know, he talked about the Mummy or whatever else he did. Um, that was one of the movies people tried to forget that he made. Same with Adam Sandler. He never met. He never talked about it. Um, but um, Cannibal Corpse was almost in this, and they did they did Ace Ventura, which was a huge movie. And to this day, it's one of the things that Cannibal Corpse are most famous for was being in Ace Ventura. I will gladly tell you that the only scene of Ace Ventura I've ever seen is that. Um, I always hated Jim Carrey. Um, there, actually, there's one Jim Carrey movie I absolutely love. Um, and it's... Um, 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 hold on. Uh, uh, is it I Love You, Philip Morris? Yes, I Love You, Philip Morris. I love you, Philip Morris is an amazing movie, and uh, he's incredible in it. And I will, him and Ewan McGregor, and it's just a great movie. And I will, I, I could watch it all the time. It's it's hilarious. But generally, do not like, um, uh, don't like Jim Carrey. But more than anything, I really didn't like the, the, the. It's kind of like saying like, look, you might like Adam Sandler now, but maybe you didn't like. But I could see if someone was like, I didn't like the Happy Gilmore. Um, uh, I did, but I mean, like, I could see people being like, I didn't like when Adam Sandler was just doing his, you know, his Billy Madison thing. Well, I kind of feel that way about Jim Carrey. Like, 
I didn't like that when he was the mask and Ace Ventura, the smoking. Like, I just didn't like that style of humor, and I never liked him. Um, albeit, I Love You, Philip Morris is an amazing movie. If you've never seen it, really, it's an amazing movie. It is a but, funny movie. And it's a funny movie. It's good, and it's kind of based on a true story and really interesting and all that jazz. But, yeah, Cannibal Corpse, like, what the one of the best decisions they ever did was turn was not turn it down. I don't remember. They, they talk about it in their in – their, uh, in their, um, their 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 DVD where they talk about you know you know the whole history of the band, but they ended up doing Ace Ventura and it was a very good for them. I mean, um, that band didn't that movie didn't do any favors for any of those bands. Like it did it didn't make White Zombie any more famous. You know, London is a cool song, but Anthrax didn't sell any more albums because of it. I don't know, um, but I will say this: I am about at the point where I am going to lose. Complete feeling in my fingers and toes. <laughs> uh, it is. I've got a coat on and all that sort of jazz, but it's very cold, folks. It's like two degrees outside, and I'm in my basement without. I've got a little space here, but it's just not going to do it enough for me. So, um, unfortunately, we. I try to let the episodes go a little longer, but I am at my. Uh, I am about ready to tap out. I am at my absolute limit, and uh, I'm an old man, and um, you know, like I don't like being a dude who feels like his nipples could cut glass. Like that's just not a good idea right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I mean, let, let, let's let's just be fair. My nipples could cut glass, and at this point, you know, I'm looking down at a stack of dimes. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, <laughs> I'm like cold. a frightened turtle. Like a frightened turtle. Uh, stack of dimes. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so uh, unfortunately, I do I do actually have to cut this short, and I hate to say that. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> not not Vinny, not Vinny short, but you get my point. Um, so anyway, I do have to, and that's unfortunate as much as I would love to continue. Uh, I am about at my point where I'm done. I, I cannot sit down here any longer. Um, and as much as I would say, let's just take a break and do the other half tomorrow, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. Do you have anything you need to, do you want to add, like any outgoing comments or whatever? Because I, I've got about a minute and a half left in my, <laughs> my left in my ability to have blood still flow through my body. Hey, and you need blood thrown through your body because you got some uh, extracurriculars to do. Oh, yeah, like watch filth? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. watch filth and participate in filth in your own way. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so no, I, you know, I love the soundtrack talks. I love these songs. Like, it just occurred to me, and the only one, the other one I wanted to mention real quick was the thing that sparked this whole entire thing was, again, Mastodon's cut you up with a linoleum nut knife because, again, my, 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 my food I eat after hockey is I, I jokingly call it insane flex. Uh, it's just protein and, and yogurt. Um, but you know, I don't like Mastodon as a band. I don't like, I've never liked the single Mastodon song I've ever heard. We were even supposed to open for Mastodon one time and we never did. The show got canceled. And it's funny because the song that's on the Aqua Teen Hunger Force soundtrack sounds nothing like any other Mastodon song I've ever heard. It sounds more like three inches of blood and it's probably so if you were to ask me what's my favorite mastodon song it'd be that one even though it sounds nothing like the band uh, i can't stand brent hines because he sits there and complains about being in a metal band even though he cashes the checks just like everyone else and uh yeah i'm not a big fan of mastodon and he said, but he said some nice awesome. things about dream theater let's just put it that way yeah he he metal. says metal sucks and he hates playing in metal and he wishes he wasn't in a metal band but then he cashes the checks of everybody going to see him so i i can't ever stand i, I 
generally speaking, the only time I'll ever crap on another musician or another like band is when they flat out say stuff like Doyle always like I can't I don't want to meet these effing people or when they're like, I hate playing this music. This music is, I, I don't want to play it. We, we, like, we, dude, if you don't want to play it, leave the band. Of, we tend to not really put down bands for musically, but we will put down people for being dirtbags. And Brent, Hi I'll put it this way. I dislike Brent Hines as much as I dislike his face tattoos. Like, I just don't like Brent Hines. I'm, I'm sorry. So, I mean, like, Brent look, Hines, I'm if you want to complain about playing metal that's, like, giving you a living and giving you and, and it sit there and act like it's such a chore and you're at such a disadvantage to be paid to play heavy metal and you're, 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 you're so, like, you know, you just, oh, it's so hard to get up on stage every day and play heavy. Yeah, screw you. Because there's a million guys that would love to be in your position yeah. that would sit there every single day yeah. and just eat oh, yeah. it up and love the music and oh, want to be absolutely. there. absolutely. So, no, I, I totally and, and same thing with Doyle. Like, you know, I, I don't want to meet these effing people. You know, there's a million guys that could easily play. They could play your guitar parts in their sleep and paint their faces just as well. Who would love to interact? Dude, Jerry Only was like the coolest dude, nicest dude I've ever met. I hung out with him at Comic-Con. And when I said hung out, I mean, like, he had his table set up. And no one was there. And I was just like, dude, that's Jerry only. So I just talked to him. I also talked to Joey Vera's wife for a long time at the Metal Blade because the Metal Blade had a booth for some reason at New York right. Comic Con. And I was literally, she's like, oh, I'm Joey Vera's wife. I'm like, get out of here. And I just talked yeah, to her like, Blade, just yeah. like a normal person. Dude, that's the thing. Like, Metalheads, like, dude, if Joey Vera was standing there, he probably would have been like, oh, hey, dude, what's up? Hey, oh, yeah, you like Fate's Warning? Oh, that's cool. You know, these are my. F and so, I, anyways, the whole point being is that, like, you know, I can't stand people who sit there and act like they're so like it's such a chore to get up and play heavy metal every day. And, oh, it's just it's so killing me as an artist. And I don't want to meet any of these people that pay my salary. Can you imagine looking at your boss and saying, you know, hey, I'd like to schedule a meeting. No, I don't. I don't want to meet you. I don't I don't really want to talk to you at this point. Like, no. And well, that's what and, the bottom and, line and, is. And yeah, it, it's it's. And, and and again, I I I don't have it in me to really have this whole conversation. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But um, to me, it's just the difference of I understand that no one wants to have to do it all the time. I understand sometimes you get sick of it, and sometimes you might wish you, you didn't. I, I sometimes you wish like you could just go on the bus after the show. But that being said, it's different. Dude, I'm telling you job. this right now. If you ever see either Rex or Duff, me or or Duff at a show. And you want to come up to us and say, "Hey, what's going on?" Not that I'm sitting here thinking we have actual fans, but like one of our one of our listeners did come up to me at a show. He bought me a drink. You don't have to buy me a drink. Just come up and say, "Hey, dude, what's up?" I'll gladly like chill with you for a while, like talk to you about yeah, metal I mean, and stuff like that. I don't yeah, care. No, I, I I totally agree. And th there, there's also a difference though. I work. I work for my boss. You work for your boss. They work for their fans. It's different when your entire career, it's just different. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's Vince McManning on the people that pay your salary, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm talking about at this, at this point. I just, someday I will stop making Vince McMahon references, but for now, Oh, um, crap. I drank all my whiskey. Anyway, yeah, yeah, well, it happens. Um, so anyway, now it's time we got to get it. I'm really freezing my I'm really freezing my nuts off. I'm talking. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, man. 
<laughs> we're we're talking stack of dimes. So um, it's about time we get out of here. Anyway, seriously, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, and I apologize that the show's a little shorter than usual, uh, but. Let's just put it this way. Uh, I probably shouldn't even record it tonight. It's damn cold, but I did it anyway. Um, and I'm not going to complain about it. <laughs> I'm not going to doyle about it, so it'll be okay. Um, speaking of doyle, though, maybe I'll eat a cheeseburger. That being said, I uh, absolutely want to thank you for listening. Don't forget, find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Heavy Metal Hangover. Get a hold of us. Uh, message us. Um, if it takes us a little bit of time to get back to you, it's just because you know neither one of us are are sitting on on social media all the time. But we will get back to you. Um, and also realize that ninety nine percent of the time it's Rex that's going to see it. But he always tells me like, "Oh, hey man, they have a question for you," and then I'll jump on there and see it. So, anyway, thank you very very much for listening. My name is Tom. I think my name is Rex, but I'm not sure. It's possible, but if not, it's, it's possible. <laughs> if not, anyway, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week on another episode. Of the heavy metal engine. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. With your beer guzzling, headbanging hosts, Rex and Duff. <laughs>